0: You're tuned into the Market Unclosed podcast by BPI Securities. A podcast where we give you a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. Happy Oktoberfest! Rico here from BPI Trade with the first episode of our Market on Close podcast for the fourth quarter of the year. So the local index ended the week in the red, dropping by over 61 points to start off the fourth quarter and close at 6,259 this week or down by almost a percent. Year to date, the index is down by 4.67% from last year's close of 6,566. Foreigners continue to sell the market after registering five straight days of outflow which amounted to over 2.58 billion pesos. This brought total net outflow for the year to almost 44 billion. Total value traded on the other hand dropped back to 23.78 billion pesos for the week to average 4.76 billion a day. If we exclude block transactions, average slightly drops to 4.42 billion. Only the mining and oil sub index ended the week in the green, up by 44 basis points, while losers were led by the financials down by 2%, holding firms down by 98 basis points, and the property index falling by 6 tenths of a percent this week. The broader all shares index also saw a drop by 63 basis points. The local currency slightly depreciated against the mighty dollar to close at 56 spot 62 the reserve bank of australia kept interest rates steady at 4.1 percent this week which was in line with the consensus estimates the central bank governor in a statement said that inflation in australia has passed its peak but is still too high and will remain for some time she noted that while goods inflation has eased further prices of many services are still continuing to climb alongside a jump in fuel prices. In the United States, employment vacancies surged in August to 9.6 million, a jump of nearly 700,000 from July and well above the Dow Jones estimate of 8.8 million. Hires rose modestly to 5.86 million, higher by 35,000. Much of the increase in openings came in professional business services which grew by 509,000. The sudden surge could put pressure on the Fed to keep interest rates elevated as openings have been on the decline the months prior. On to local news, inflation in the Philippines accelerated for the second straight month in September to 6.1% from the 5.3% recorded in August. The September print was also above the 5.4% consensus estimate, and is in the upper band of the Banco Central's 5.3 to 6.1% forecast. This was the fastest in 5 months or since the 6.6% recorded in April. The uptick was attributed to increase in food and non-alcoholic beverages, which rose to 9.7% after rice inflation surged by 17.9% last month despite the government's imposition of a price cap on September 5. The Philippine Statistics Authority also reported that Philippine unemployment rate in August dropped to 4.4%, lower than the 5.3% recorded during the same period last year. This is also lower than the 4.8% recorded during the month prior. This translates to over 2.21 million Filipinos, aged 15 years old and over, that are unemployed and seeking employment. Underemployment, on the other hand, also decelerated to 11.7%, from the 15.9% recorded the month prior and the 14.7% recorded in August 2022. The services sector remains as the top employer with a 57.3% share, followed by the agriculture and industry sectors. S&P Global reported that manufacturing activity in the Philippines expanded last month on the back of resilient domestic demand and growth in new orders. The country's PMI rose to 50.6, a reversal of the 49.7% contraction, in August. s said that September PMI signaled renewed growth across the Filipino manufacturing sector as new orders emerge out of contraction territory. The national government's outstanding debt reached a record 14.35 trillion pesos as of end August higher by 70 basis points month-on-month, or by 10.2% year-on-year. The rise was attributed to the pesos' depreciation against the U.S. dollar. More than two-thirds, or 68%, of the debt portfolio came from domestic sources, with a balance from foreign lenders. The Banco Central, or the BSP, reported that outstanding loans issued by big banks expanded by 7.2% year-on-year in August, to 11.06 trillion pesos this is the slowest growth in nearly two years after easing from the 7.7 percent growth recorded the month prior the bsp's key policy rate is at a near 16 year high at six and a quarter percent since its march meeting which has dampened demand for loans listed energy firm alternergy said It had tapped three investment banks to lead in raising the 12 billion pesos project financing for its two wind power projects. The two projects for financing are Alternergy's 55-megawatt Alabat Island Wind Power Project in Quezon Province and its 86-megawatt Tanay Wind Power Project in Rizal Province, which are both expected to be completed by 2025. Alternergy aims to develop up to 1,370 megawatts of renewable sources such as onshore and offshore wind, solar, and run-of-river hydropower projects. Budget carrier Cebu Pacific aims to use sustainable aviation fuel, or SAF, across its commercial network by 2030, according to a company official. This is part of its commitment to help the aviation sector achieve net-zero greenhouse emissions by 2050. For this year, Cebu Pacific aims to assess market acceptance and engage stakeholders to develop future sustainable aviation fuel ahead of its planned integration into commercial flights by 2030. Listed internet service provider Converge is optimistic about maintaining the growth of its customer count after reaching more than 2 million residential subscribers. CEO Dennis Anthony Uy said that Converge is positioned to maintain this growth momentum as the company bolsters their penetration into different segments of the market. Lopez-led energy firm First Gen is optimistic about the financial closing and turnover of the 165 MW Kasecnan hydroelectric power plant in Nueva Ecija before the end of the year. President Francis Puno said that they are waiting for all government approvals, including the Competition Commission. The company, in the meantime, is arranging the financing. FGen subsidiary Fresh River Lakes Corporation made the highest bid at a price offer of $526 million, higher than the minimum bid price of $227 million. Mr. Puno said that First Gen sourced the entire amount through domestic financing. Ayala-led Globe Telecom is selling its 77% stake in Electronic Commerce Payments, or EasyPay, to Globe Fintech Innovations, or Mint, the parent firm of e-wallet Gcash. Minority Shareholder Payment One Incorporated had also agreed to sell its stake to Mint, allowing it to fully control EasyPay. Globe said that the acquisition will help Gcash provide best-in-class services in the fintech space and further democratize financial access. Listed construction firm Megawide has tied its decision on whether to bid for the $170.6 billion upgrade of the Ninoy Aquino International Airport or NAIA to finding a partner and taking a majority stake in a project consortium. Chairman and CEO Edgar Saavedra has indicated that the company wants to be a significant owner Otherwise, their value will be put to waste. The rehabilitation of the NAIA aims to improve the facility's annual passenger capacity to at least 62 million from the current 35 million, with the deadline for bid submission set for December 27. Metro Pacific's healthcare arm, Metro Pacific Health, has acquired a majority stake in Antipolo Doctors' Hospital, which is its first hospital in the province. ADH is a level 2-ready facility with 77 beds that covers areas in Rizal such as Antipolo, Taytay, Teresa, and Angono with a pool of over 200 physicians. ADH marks the 22nd hospital under Metro Pacific's private hospital network. T-led lender Metrobank sees slower growth in consumer loans next year as revenge spending following the pandemic has eased. The bank still expects double-digit consumer loan growth in the mid-teens, but not as fast as the increases in 2022 and 2023. For the rest of the year, the bank expects increased holiday spending to drive consumer loan growth after it saw a flat third quarter. The Philippine Stock Exchange will launch the short selling of securities on October 23, according to its president and CEO Ramon Monzon. This comes after the local bourse recently released the guidelines on short selling and earlier said that it was to take effect immediately following the regulatory approval of provisions to securities borrowing and lending. Eligible securities for short selling are all PSE index, PSE midcap, and PSE dividend yield constituent companies and exchange traded funds. Listed telco PLDT Expects to launch the first phase of its 11th data center next year, according to EPLDT President and CEO Victor Genuino. Vitro Santa Rosa is going to be up by the second quarter of 2024, and the company is currently planning for its 12th data center. Initial capacity set by the company by 2024 is at 14 megawatts, which can be expanded up to 50 megawatts upon full operation. For its 12th data center, PLDT is aiming to double the expected capacity of its 11th site. c led Conglomerate SM Investments or SM projected that its portfolio investments will account for more than 10% of its total earnings in the medium term, led by its logistics and geothermal ventures, namely go and Airspeed for logistics and Philippine Geothermal Production or PGPC for geothermal. Other portfolio investments are in mining firm Atlas, real estate developer Bell Corp, and bake shop Goldilocks. And this is your market calendar for next week. On Monday, October 9, we have a dividend ex-date for Megawide Construction Preferred Series 4 shares. On Tuesday, October 10, we have the release of the Philippine Balance of Trade for August. On Wednesday, October 11, we have the release of the Philippine Foreign Direct Investments for July and the U.S. PPI for September. On Thursday, October 12, we have Dividend Ex-Date for Vista Mall's common shares and the release of the UK's GDP for August and the U.S. inflation rate for September. On Friday, October 13, we have Cash Dividend Ex-Dates for Bright Kindle Resources and Investments common shares and Vista Land and Lifescape's common shares. You also have a property dividend ex-date for Bright Kindle resources and investments. For data releases, China will release its inflation rate for September and its balance of trade for September. And that's a wrap for today's episode. For more insights and trading ideas, log on to your BPI Trade accounts or open an account today at bpitrade.com.